Before we get started, this episode of the Food Grower Podcast is sponsored by Natural Grower. Natural Grower's award-winning liquid fertilizer, plant feed, and soil conditioner is made entirely from maize. It's naturally rich in nitrogen, potash, phosphate, and other trace elements that plants and vegetables love. And it's approved by the Soil Association, Vegan Society, and Biodynamic Association. The concentrated natural fertilizer can be poured around the base of plants, whilst the plant feed and soil conditioner can be mixed into the soil or used as a mulch on the surface as a long-term, slow-release fertilizer on all outdoor and indoor plants. Both Jack and I have been using the natural grower products this year and have seen amazing results, and we have a fantastic 15% off the entire natural grower range for you. Simply go to naturalgrower.co.uk and enter foodgrower15 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by Direct Plants Limited, and specifically their amazing range of polytunnels. We use these strong and affordable tunnels on both Jack's Patch and Fanfield Farm, and we love them. Direct Plants manufacture the tunnels themselves so that you can buy your polytunnel direct from the manufacturer, and not just any manufacturer, but from growers too, so that they really understand what you need. These traditional high-quality polytunnels are available in a range of sizes to fit your growing needs, and they're manufactured here in the UK in Norfolk. We're delighted to bring you a brilliant 10% off the entire range at directplants.co.uk. Simply head over there and use the code FOODGROWER at checkout. That's FOODGROWER, all one word, no spaces, at directplants.co.uk. Welcome to the Food Grower Podcast, the podcast that tells the story, highlights the techniques and talks tactics with food growers from all around the world. From market gardeners to allotment holders, field farmers to urban farmers. We hope that this podcast will inspire you to either start growing your own food or to help develop your existing food growing empire. I'm Chris from Fanfield Farm. I'm Jack from Jack's Patch. And I'm Andy from Urban Herbs. And today I'm joined by a very, very special guest who is actually very, very well known to me. Today, the guest on the Food Grower podcast is actually going to be my wife, Kate. Hello. How are you doing, Kate? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. So... (laughs) <laughs> this podcast is going to be a little bit different, as you guys, I'm sure, have already gathered, because we want to jump on the podcast and actually do what we're going to call a little bit of marriage counselling slash relationship <laughs> advice, specifically for people who are in food growing businesses or thinking of starting a food growing business. Because I think it's safe to say that me and Kate have a unique perspective on this because we've been working on Urban Herbs behind the scenes for, I don't want to scare you, but I think about 12 years now. Oh, God, really? Yeah. Wow. We are most definitely getting old. (laughs) So we're going to do this podcast and we are going to work through, in a very tongue-in-cheek way, but hopefully some really, really genuine things come out of this discussion that it is helpful to those people who are just starting out with a food growing business or, more importantly, are thinking about doing so. And hopefully you can learn from some of the advice that we've gained during the last 12 years. I'll stop saying that. 12 years. So we're going to treat Kate like any other guest on the podcast. 
And that means that we've got a long list of very, very difficult questions for her to answer. But let's start at the very beginning. Before you met me, before Urban Herbs happened, what was your relationship with growing things, if if any at all? It's quite funny. I I don't I don't really remember <laughs> before we did because it's such a huge part of our life now. Um, but to be very honest, I don't think that I really did have a relationship with growing in the sense of. I was definitely one of those people that uh, would say, oh, don't don't give me that. I, I will just I will just kill it, which um, I think is something that we actually have um, come across quite a lot with our customers. That actually that is a very common thing that a lot of people think that it's not necessarily something that's for me. It's not necessarily something that is easy to do. And, you know, it does depend on what you're growing. It was always aspirational I always wanted to but I just never quite yeah I don't think I ever really had the attention span (laughs) because it with growing it is very much something that once you start it's very much something that brings you back every day and it's something that you have to nurture and you have to look after and I think possibly in my early 20s I was um just a little bit um immature (laughs) to uh kind of look after something in that way so it's it's interesting I've sort of once you sort of integrate it into your lifestyle and life it's so much easier um but I think I have you to thank for that as much as anything else yeah but what's really interesting about that is that even as you say in your early 20s when I first met you when we started our relationship you might not have been that interested in growing things but we've always been foodies and we've always been really really into our food that's how you got me into it to be fair yeah so i guess it's quite fitting that actually growing herbs growing food growing flavors was your kind of gateway your yeah, my, in. my in yeah 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 no i think and i think you're absolutely right it is that um we've started to do that approach a little bit more i think as we have gone through the years of it's not it's not just gardening although some people obviously that is the primary focus um but it's also growing the things that you're then going to be eating um which i think is something that we have always been interested in and i think what's been nice about discovering all the different flavors and different plants over the years through urban herbs is that you come across things that you never would have thought existed let alone could be used in um cooking so things like you know we've recently discovered the cola plant so that's something now that we using kind of drinks and like fruit salads and things it's that it's that sense of having all of those things at your fingertips that you can experiment with which is amazing and that's something that we talk about a lot on this podcast the fact that having that relationship with growing things with growing food it makes a connection between what's going on outside the window in the veg patch and actually what's going on in the kitchen and i think i think you know i'm conscious that when this podcast is released potentially quite a few people will be struggling a little bit with rising costs of food. Mm. And I think actually that connection has never been more important than it is now. So um, I think it's very, very cool um, that so many people are having the light bulb moment that, that you know, that you had, be it in quite a forced way because <laughs> of my job. And, and that, yeah. brings us, that brings us really, really nicely onto really why we're recording this podcast. Because... My job, it's not really a job, is it? 
Definitely more of a lifestyle, I think we've talked about before. Because um, I think it's very much something that over the growing months, that is something, you know, this is what I was touching on previously in terms of it, it is a bit of a commitment in the sense of when you're running a business rather than just growing for pleasure, um, there is a sense of you do have to get up every day. You do have to make sure that they're ticking along and it doesn't give you a, a day off necessarily. And I think that's something that um, is quite important to reconcile, but also to just recognize that actually that's that's the season. So the trade-off is that um, it's quite nice in this country because obviously you have the season of growing and then once that's done, it then calms down and you almost have an enforced few months of, okay, now that's not something that is happening and you get to kind of regroup a bit. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah, definitely a lifestyle. <laughs> we always say, I think it's comparable to um, like farming, which I think it, it's not obviously as um, involved depending on how, you know, if you've got a bigger farm, then of course that's much more involved, but it's the same principle in terms of you know you can't you can't go on holiday necessarily you can't do uh, certain things because that has to come first um and not in a negative way just mm. that's how it is but it's important to be honest isn't it and sort of say that it does impact on your personal life and mm. perhaps more importantly on relationships so let, let's wind this back slightly so if we went back to the beginning and you could give some advice let's say there's somebody listening to this who maybe their partner is going into running a growing business what advice would you give to them like what warnings or it sounds so sinister but what <laughs> what kind of words of wisdom would you give to them about the impact that it's going to have on their relationship I mean I, I should also preface it with the fact that I so I work in events so there was already a recognition from my work that actually you know sometimes my work is a little bit antisocial in terms of you know I have to work evenings or I have to work weekends and things so I already kind of knew that way way of working not in the same way but just in terms of not necessarily being the set hours um, so I would always say in terms of a piece of advice um it's almost making peace with the fact that that is how it's going to be. And it's not forever is the main thing that I would say. Um, so when you're in the growing season, when you're in the midst of it, it is a bit full on. Um, and your partner potentially will be absolutely knackered because, you know, they're having to do so many different things and the plants don't let up, you know, they, they need to be looked after. Um, so I think almost my first bit of advice would be you you just have to reconcile that and just kind of say, you know what, for that season, that is what is happening. And I know that we've had that conversation previously in terms of, you know, if we want to take a holiday, it's just a given that we can't do it from March until June, for instance. And that's just something that you know, I think a lot of people have in terms of their jobs and, you know, people who are having to work around school holidays, it's the exact same thing. So you do just have to kind of remind yourself that actually there will be months where it is a bit calmer and you will be able to 
go out and do things. But it's just those few months will be absolutely devoted to the growing season. Um, but what I would also say is that I kind of I tried to find elements that actually I was really interested in so I could get involved as much as I could. Um, so I know previous to the pandemic, we used to go to quite a lot of events in person, um, which as somebody who does events, um, I actually used to really enjoy um, just being able to pop along to food festivals and wool festivals or, um, you know, wherever else we were going. And that was actually just really lovely to be able to do that independent of the business. Um, can I just say to anybody listening now, can we all just take a moment to applaud Kate for being so selfless and volunteering to attend uh, food festivals every weekend, uh, events like BBC Good Food Show. Uh, the... I didn't say how much I was actually on on the stand selling at all. I just, you know, turn up and <laughs> run away. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who haven't worked at these type of events, what tends to happen is on the last day of a big food festival, uh, any stock that's left over, is sometimes very much available to be bartered. And in the past, we've come away from these shows with some very, very random items. I think you will agree. Oh, yeah. What do you wonderful. Think, what, do you think, <laughs> what do you think was our most random haul at any food festival? Um, the, oh, you put me on the spot. The wholesale quantity of Tunnock's biscuits comes to mind. <laughs> I was going to say the wholesale... Um, amount of apples that we managed to get one that jazz apples that was it they were good that was it and yeah, of course like big shout out to fudge kitchen um, <laughs> yeah. you know what we've, we've got to be real yeah fudge kitchen are not sponsoring this podcast but you know we'd be guys, open to it <laughs> guys if you're listening we are very much in the market for a fudge fudge sponsor um but yeah, so it is, I think it's actually, even though we're marketing this as a very down to earth kind of relationship advice kind of podcast, it's what you, what you've just touched on there and what we've ended up talking about actually shows the other side to it. So actually, if you just relax and kind of go with it, this kind of lifestyle, it has drawbacks, mm -hmm. but it also gives wonderful opportunities. Absolutely. And I think that that's exactly it. It's that sort of, if you just go with it, and almost try not to rail against it because it's almost <laughs> you're talking about nature you're talking about weather you're talking about things that you're just not going to yeah that, that they are happening <laughs> whether you whether you want them to or not so in a way you almost have to like I say just go with it and just make your peace with the fact that that is just what you're going to be devoted to and that's brilliant in a way because you know for those few months you're literally like just really into it does that make sense and it then you 100 percent makes sense yeah i think it does to you because you you have been on the uh receiving end of it it's that sort of it does become all-encompassing but in a way that's actually quite exhilarating weirdly and then you come out of it you think oh okay right there's there's other stuff going on. <laughs> and that's really important as well, that when you come out of your very busy peak season, I think it's very, very important for you as a couple and as individuals to actually recharge and to actually take time. That's something that 
it's really taught me. Yeah. And I think you you say in terms of what's the advice for a kind of partners of, I would say the advice that I would say is that you really need to encourage your partner once it's out of that busy season to almost climb down from the ceiling a bit, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because it's very easy. Um, and I think you would agree because you've obviously um, had it. It's that sense of once you've been working at that pace for however long, it does take a minute to come down again. Um, and I think, it, like you say, it's important to kind of take that time once it's not busy to actually regroup and recharge and spend some time together, you know. Um, but I think as as a partner, I've definitely noticed that, that there is a point where you do have to kind of go, okay, you don't you don't need to um be so on it anymore which I think you come to of your own volition <laughs> but it's helpful to have um somebody else there to actually reiterate it to actually go it's okay to not now we are absolutely delighted to tell you that the food grower podcast team have now launched the brilliant food grower academy we genuinely believe that growing your own food just got easier Food Grower Academy is a complete set of resources for food growers of any size, from those that want to grow for them and their family, for local allotments or communities looking to feed themselves, to food growing businesses or small farms that want to feed the local area. It is a membership that provides in-depth, practical training and resources on all aspects of food growing, plus the community support you need to achieve your food growing goals. Have a look at what the membership includes, find out whether it's for you and join us over at academy.foodgrower.co.uk. That's academy.foodgrower.co.uk. We are delighted to have partnered on the Food Grower podcast with Reag Tools. Reag Tools are the number one place for market gardening and growers tools in the UK. We have seen tools like the Jang Cedar, Paper Pot Transplanter and the Iconoclast Tilther across the world and been envious of growers with access to them. Well, now you can get your hands on all of these and much more. All shipped free from the UK on any order over £100. Make your food growing easier and more efficient with the best market gardening tools on the market. Plus, with the partnership with us, the Food Grower Academy, we're now giving 5% of all purchases back as tools to new community or not-for-profit growing projects. Head over now to reagtools.co.uk. That's reagtools.co.uk. And I think that ultimately what we are dancing around a little bit, or perhaps we're just being very upfront about it, I don't know, is that when you work with living things, when you're growing things for your job, mm. it's very counterculture. It's not something that you can put your out-of-office notifications on for, Yeah. especially when things are growing quickly. Mm. And Yeah, when you're like, heading into summer, I think it gets a bit mad, doesn't it? And maybe what we're actually saying is that if you are just starting out with your food growing project your food growing business maybe it's quite a good idea to have that conversation with your partner at quite an early stage and actually be really upfront about it not in a scary way but just mm -hmm. explain that actually this is a lifestyle this yeah. is a major change this is a major commitment but it's also the best job in the world and potentially you're going to get loads of free biscuits and fudge and <laughs> There's going to be perks and things that you didn't expect, which kind of brings me on to my next question, which 
I think we've kind of touched on a little bit, but what would you say is the best thing about being in a relationship with somebody that grows things for a living? Oh, um, I really like having, <laughs> I really like having, as I sort of step out of the house, a back garden that literally is thriving. And I absolutely say that that is a testament to you because I, I've got my couple of things dotted around that I occasionally check on. But I think even then you're keeping an eye on them when I forget. Um, so it's actually really lovely just going out and having a space that is literally, like I say, just thriving, green. There's so much in terms of your senses that you can sort of take advantage of and particularly with um lockdown and things that was very much a space that I appreciated because we weren't able to go anywhere else um so yeah having having a space like that that is actually properly sort of cultivated and curated um is really lovely um I would also say just the opportunities being able to go to different events which sounds terrible <laughs> sounds very opportunistic but it is really cool to be able to go to different events and meet different people and you know like good food show is so much different to like the food festivals that we used to go to but they're all really lovely events so that's been really nice to just be able to take advantage of that over the years um I just wanted to touch on something you said there quite quickly because some of our regular listeners people that follow urban herb socials will know the story that when lockdown happened as a business we were in major major trouble i mean a lot of people kind of were in that situation but in our case basically our peak season was completely taken out because we traded in in person retail events yeah. and they all got cancelled and we had so many plants and it's quite it's a quote that i've repeated many times but i remember actually saying to you that we couldn't even afford the skip to chuck the plants away. Yeah. <laughs> it was so serious. And then we actually built an online store. People supported us, which was amazing. Mm. But, you know, you were off work and you kindly um, helped me to pick out some orders. Yeah, I did a season, didn't I? <laughs> and I remember my, one of my enduring memories at that time is seeing you wandering around, picking out customers' orders with your headphones in, listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. And you looked so happy. So, yeah. and that's a common theme of people that we talk to on this podcast, that there's a light bulb moment, that something clicks, that it doesn't matter how it happens or when it happens, but you just suddenly get it. Yeah. And I like to think that that happened for you at that point. No, it was really, because um, obviously, like I say, having the space was one thing, but also being able to work with Urban Herbs at that point. Because um, I think a lot of people can relate. I, I was furloughed at that point. So you do kind of have a sense of, you, <laughs> you don't have a job to do necessarily. So being able to work with Urban Herbs and actually being amongst plants and things, it really did bring home for me what a lot of people who do gardening and um, kind of working with the herbs already knows is the mental health side of it, that actually it really does just lift you up and it's just good to be around. And I, I knew that 
but I'd never really properly experienced it until that point. Um, so yeah, that was really good to be able to do that over those months because I think with everything that was going on, it was just a bit of a kind of calming influence as much as anything else, which was really nice. And something else that you said a few minutes ago that I just wanted to go back to, because I think this is very, very relevant to quite a few people listening to this. And it's something that we've touched on, actually, in the last few podcasts. It's just getting another perspective, I guess, that working in the food growing business, no matter how small or big you are, at some point you're going to have to interact with suppliers. You're going to have to interact with other food growers. Yeah. Be it slightly older, perhaps. Um, mm-hmm. Some, a lot, actually, in our kind of rebellious generation who have decided to throw away iPhones and get their hands in the soil. <laughs> but you are going to have to explore that world, even as the partner of somebody who's involved in this. You're going to get dragged into it in some way. And we found, I think, that going to shows, going to in-person events where we were selling our herb plants. Yep. That put you into direct contact with, um, shall we say, like more traditional horticultural <laughs> people. Yes, and yes. Something that we've been exploring through this podcast is, it's a slight tangent. Regular listeners to this podcast will know that I'm very fond of a tangent. <laughs> but qu- being quite honest, how would you describe your experience of being at some of these shows and events as a woman? Do you think that experience oh. was? Do you think that different that experience was different to mine? That's really interesting. I I think that actually it kind of goes a different way because what I noticed a lot was when when you did an event on your own, um, you would get a little bit more sort of not not aggression in the sense of aggression but I think it it would be points would be more aggressively put forward to you in terms of what we were doing wrong or how we could (laughs) do things differently (laughs) um whereas I didn't really tend to get that or it didn't really tend to happen if we were there together um which is quite interesting but the flip side of it is that um obviously with it being a little bit more traditional um I think sometimes and this is just true of life I think um you did sometimes get some people who would um yeah be a little bit uh patronizing I think would be the word um I'm very much assuming that you were um heading things up and I wasn't really involved in it which not to say that, you know, it's kind of 50-50 because obviously you do the lion's share of the work, of course, but it was just interesting that there was an assumption that I didn't really know anything about the business. I was just there to help with the bagging up or something, you know? I think that's quite a common experience. Um, mm. We recorded a podcast recently with someone really, really cool who designed a, a show garden at a major show. Uh, she's an amazing woman who is starting a growing business Mm -hmm. and she was explaining to us how there was a genuine 
assumption from some of the older growers at the event yeah that she must have a rich husband who's paid for it all <laughs> yeah no that that is exactly that is exactly what it is and it's very much kind of the the impetus cannot possibly be from you to be coming along to do this um and it's it was a little bit difficult for me because obviously it it's not it wasn't something that I sort of lived and breathed in the same way that you did. So I felt it was a bit disingenuous for me to get too annoyed about it. But at the same time, there is that sort of, you're very much making an assumption based on one aspect of what you know about me. Um, and yeah, I think it was quite indicative of just a more general attitude in that sort of more traditional side. But yeah, it's just interesting. So I, I also thought in terms of both of us, there is very much an attitude of, like I say, what are you doing wrong? What are you, <laughs> you know, it, it's, and I think that's something that we've come up against quite a bit as a, quite a young business, as quite a young couple um, oh, doing, doing this over doing the last 12 years. <laughs> yeah. We're doing so much wrong. And I, 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 uh, but say... I think, I mean, uh, uh, just to say, I think that's something that I would also say going back to the kind of advice side that it's like, it's okay to get stuff not right. Yeah. And when I say not right, I don't mean wrong because I think it's very important yeah. to kind of say that in the sense of it's not kind of, all right, what, what are you doing? You know, we've had that previously where people kind of open with, let me tell you how what you're doing wrong. And it's just a really negative kind of outlook. And I think over the last 12 years, we've done, we've done events, we've done, um, you know, setups that actually looking back we go we wouldn't do that again but it's always a learning experience and it's always something yeah. that makes us better at what we're doing in the end and I think that's the important bit and that's the thing that I found with a lot of more traditional growers they don't necessarily um go with that philosophy it has to be you know what it has to be um you know this is correct and absolutely right first and foremost and I just think that's not fun <laughs> that's not you know and also I just don't think I just don't think that makes you better yeah and I, I love what you just said about the difference between not doing things right and doing things wrong and I mean I think personally that as a business Urban Herbs we've had some of our best days like not doing things right <laughs> by by innovating and maybe that's something else that we should bring to this podcast to actually say that let's say you were starting a food growing business and your partner i don't know he isn't into growing things he isn't like you 10 years ago isn't that interested in getting hands in the soil or indeed coming to events and meeting other growers yeah i think it's really really important to actually listen to him and engage with him because he's going to bring the perspective of your customers who maybe yeah. are lacking confidence in this and speaking personally for myself actually engaging with you about the business you come at it completely afresh mm -hmm. and i'm really really grateful for the feedback that you actually give to urban herbs yeah 
I think that's really, spe- I, I love what you said about the difference. So what we're basically saying is, is that it's really important to not do things right. Uh, to yeah so when I say not right it, it sounds weird because people I think will just go that doesn't that just mean wrong but what I mean is that uh, sort of, you different. know that there is a, a set way that you do things a lot of the time in horticulture and you know for me it's easier in a way because I'm very comfortable with the fact that I don't really know an awful lot about horticulture so that's why I'm with you <laughs> but um yeah it's just it's just interesting that that there really is a fear of failure um as they perceive it and it's like actually that just makes you that makes you better i think yeah and in, in a way this chat we didn't plan it out beforehand but yeah. it's come to a really nice conclusion there that the idea that actually it's not just about damage limitation within your relationship <laughs> it's actually about how you get stronger as a business yeah by getting your partner involved as well so finding you know finding a balance you know because you you know when we're doing like stuff outside or if we're doing gardening I will definitely hit a point where I will go right I'm going to go in there and very often that's before you do (laughs) because you know that there is a point where I actually go now I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of done now I'm not feeling it or whatever and I have the luxury of being able to do that you know um whereas you don't necessarily have that luxury during the season so I think it's finding that balance as well of you know there are points where actually you do have to just really dig deep and just go you know what I'm not feeling this but I have to I have to do it but always remember that that's not how it's always going to be and like you say the rewards are so much greater than you know just packing it in you know it's it's really worth it but yeah it's a bit full I, on, but you'll get there. <laughs> I, I just really, really hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed recording it. And I, I just hope profoundly that this has helped someone, that this has actually maybe, is it too dramatic to say, save somebody's relationship? <laughs> I feel like we can't say that necessarily, but yeah, why not? <laughs> we could offer this as a professional service, I feel. Um, Kate, thank you so much for giving us your time seriously and coming on the pod because it is really appreciated after you finished a a long day's work. Um, You're welcome. I'm going to treat you like any other guest that we have on this podcast. Regular listeners to the show. Kate doesn't know what's coming here, by the way. Regular listeners to the show will know that we end the podcast with the same quick fire questions. Are Are you up for that? Go for it. Right. With no preamble, what is your favourite veg? Sweet potato. Ooh. Mm. Good shout. Yeah, we, we do like sweet potato. Although... The fries. Yeah. See, I, <laughs> I had to remind myself then that sweet potato fries is not yeah. actually something that grows that, in the ground. Yeah, that's the one that you go to, isn't it? Not sweet potato. <laughs> Terrible. What is your favourite tool to use in the garden? Andy will know I quite like destructive gardening. So I quite like the, um, ah, you know, I've just started and I can't remember what it's called. You know, the, I'm going to sound so bad. Machete? <laughs> no, no, like, um, like the big scissors. <laughs> <laughs> the big scissors. <laughs> what are they called? Shears. Shears, that's the one. Yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this might be the best quick fire questions of all time. 
what is your favourite garden hack or piece of advice? <laughs> I've said this previously. Uh, it's marrying Andy was my um, favourite hack because he reminds me when I need to water things. He also looks after my plants and makes me think I'm much better at gardening than I am. So, yes, that's mine. So just to round that up, um, if people are looking for that, that gardening hack, that he's going to revolutionise their growing. All they have to do is marry me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I might have to think of another answer for that. Come back to that on that. Is there a veg that you hate that everyone else loves? I really don't like beetroot because Ooh. Andy will know. I In the kitchen, you can tell when I've been baking because there's handprints all over the kitchen and things. And <laughs> beetroot is just it's true awful for that so yeah I kind of come away and I've got a handprint on my face and yeah <laughs> so not a fan. You know, beetroot is not getting a lot of love on this podcast oh has that already come up it's regularly <laughs> the veg that everyone hates so yeah not a fan not a fan finally this is the question that we round off this is the decider okay do you prefer an early morning coffee or tea in the garden or an evening beer or wine? <laughs> um, Andy will know very well I am not an early bird in by any stretch of the imagination. So it would be an evening cup of tea for me, Ooh. just to be contrary. I, I think that an evening cup of tea sounds absolutely lovely, especially yes. right now. I was going to say, should we get one now? <laughs> Let's do it. And my final question to you is, what's next on the agenda for you? <laughs> um, well, uh, in terms of urban herbs, um, of course, it's um, calmed down now as we're starting to go into the autumn, which is uh, good. So actually, next on the agenda is uh, us going on a little holiday. And in the short term, I think we need to go and have dinner. We do. Yeah, that's next on the agenda, definitely. So on that note, guys, we're going to love you and leave you. We're going to go and have some dinner. I just want to say again, Kate, thank you so much for your time this evening. It really, I know it is precious. So thank you so much for your time. And guys, I really hope that you enjoyed that perhaps more, slightly more personal podcast. Um, just letting you in behind the scenes. And who knows, it might provide some value to you as you start your food growing adventures this podcast is brought to you free by the food grower academy if you want to make your food growing easier head over to academy.foodgrower.co.uk